Well, hello, teachers, and welcome back to another episode of the Teaching Middle School ELA podcast. Caitlin here with you. And Jessica as well. Yay! Today's episode is going to be really fun. We're talking about three ideas to keep your students engaged, specifically during distance learning. I think this is such an important topic. Like, obviously, right now it is with going back to school, but just as a mom and watching my own children experience distance learning in the spring, like, oh my goodness, if they weren't engaged, it was painful for all of us. For sure. And I love these ideas too, because, well, one, when we were talking about them before we started recording the episode, we were like, oh my gosh, this is so great. This is going to be so much fun for the kids, but also meaningful. And so that is so key. We don't just want to have our kids doing something that is like silly just to keep them interested. That's not uh, academic. That's not rigorous. That's not meaningful. And Jess, do you want to share your, like, do you feel comfortable sharing that example? Yeah. I'll okay. start off with number one. It's our first one. And I was going to add one more thing to what you're saying, Keelan. I feel okay. like these are doable as well. Yeah. Like they're not going to take up a huge amount of your time. I mean, they can, but you can also keep it simple. Okay. That being said, <laughs> the idea we have for you is a scavenger hunt. Now I know a lot of teachers did do things like this in the spring. Like I saw it with my own student or my own students, my own son. <laughs> he was in first grade. So a very different, you know, age group than what you're working with as our listeners. But his teacher would give him a scavenger hunt and he'd have to run around the house and find things. You know, he likes that. He's, he was six at the time, but we're going to take this a step farther. We're not going to waste our middle schoolers time searching for, you know, something purple in their living room and running back to the zoom screen with it. The zoom screen, sorry, <laughs> with it. Instead, let's give them a, a purpose for their scavenger hunt. So in advance of your unit, you're going to give your students between five, 10 questions, and these can range from being content specific to like kind of silly and lighthearted. Maybe you're sharing a fun fact about yourself that they might find interesting. Anyway, you're going to give them five to 10 questions ahead of time. And then throughout your unit, you're going to drop the answers to those questions somewhere in your lesson. Maybe it's during a Zoom call. Maybe it's in a Google Doc that you're sharing with your whole class. Maybe it's in an email communication with them. Maybe it's in a Flipgrid video, whatever you're doing. And students are going to have to keep track of those answers to their five or 10 questions. And then at the very end of your unit, they can submit all their answers in a Google form and you'll pick a winner. And Caitlin and I were talking about this earlier, but maybe you could have, you know, a big winner. And then you also have like a small prize for anyone who participated. And you better believe students are going to be engaged and wanting to answer those questions as you go throughout your unit, especially if there's a big prize at stake. And, you know, you can go crazy with that or you can keep it simple and give a few extra credit points, whatever you want. But it's so much fun. Even as adults, we love to participate in this kind of stuff. We just did this with teachers in a pop-up Facebook group and it was so much fun for all of us. So yeah, that's exactly what I mean. And it was fun too, because I mean, we did kind of include silly answers for, yeah. them. I mean, it was like our favorite ice cream flavor and stuff like that. But what was great was it really, you know, we want to incentivize our students to participate in our lessons. Like as bad as that sounds, right? We're not necessarily going to be in the classroom when we're talking about these specific ideas. Cause that's what this episode is about is distance learning. And so we kind of need to like bring them in, you know, a little bit, yeah. like it's not going to be the same as in the classroom. Your personality maybe doesn't necessarily shine as easily through remote learning as it might in the classroom and being able to get your students engaged just through your own enthusiasm per se. And so doing something like this to get them, you know, like, Oh, this is like, cool. You know, I, I definitely want to do that. Or I'm going to make sure that I watch all of the lessons, or I'm going to make sure I read all of the email that my teacher sent to me 
so that right. I can find any clue that she's included in there that I need to find for this scavenger hunt. I mean, it's a simple thing, but it is hugely strategic in incentivizing our students to play full force, you know, to, with what we're doing. Remotely. Absolutely. And just to also bring a little bit of fun to distance learning. It can be a stressful time for students. And this just provides a bit of whimsy, a bit of like excitement for them. Yes. But still meaningful because we're requiring them to watch our lessons, to read our content, right. to listen, to read our email communications, not to go searching around our house for a for random object. <laughs> yeah. We don't need to And I can't that, remember right? if we said this, but you want to make sure that you tease the prize at the beginning before. I think it's really important. Yes. Very important. Otherwise, you know, what are you playing for? That's like, right. You know. And I would love to hear with anyone, you know, does try this, yeah. like share with us what your prize is or what your questions were. I'd be so curious. Yeah. Especially like RDB teachers come into the private Facebook group and drop into the Facebook group. Like, Hey, I'm going to do this. And this is my prize. I think that would be really helpful for some other yes. teachers brainstorming. Love it. Okay. So the next one, number two, so that was number one, scavenger hunt digital. Very cool. Number two is to give students ownership and control over what they're doing in their own learning. You know, a lot of our students are going to have to kind of be independent, especially our middle school students are going to be up to their own accord in a lot of what they're doing remotely. And so if we can get them to kind of buy in to what we're doing by offering them choices and giving them ownership of what they're doing in your class is going to be incredibly important for getting them to, to stick with us and to keep a positive attitude and wanting to participate in what we're doing. So do you right. want to talk about a couple of the things that we we even have actually digitally. For sure. So it's important that we want to keep them meeting the standards, right? So we can give our students reading response boards or like bingo type boards with different activities on them that relate to maybe a common text that we're all reading or an independent book that they're reading or, you know, whatever you're studying and let them pick the question that they're going to answer or the activity that they're going to do to show um, knowledge of that content area. And it just it's a small thing, right? This is super simple, but just offering them that choice, they're just going to push a little bit harder or do a little bit better, give a little bit more extra effort. Right. And that's what we want from them right now. Like, again, it's a tough time for them to be working. They may not feel motivated, but if you give them a choice of what they can produce, win-win. Yeah. And I think that it's important to say that like kind of what you were talking about, like, let this be easy. You know, mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be some crazy thing that you're doing with your students. You know, we have our reading response choice words that I just easily made digital. You know, I just put right. them into a table in Google Slides, connected the slides to each other so that students could click on one and go respond on that page. It's really a, a simple thing to, to do and to make digital. So Right. I think we gave them like, let's say, 15 different choices for questions they could answer. And we had some requirements about using evidence and justification in their answer. And then so simple, they can like highlight the square when they're done to show that they've completed that one, move on to the next one mm -hmm. for the next chapter or whatever you're doing. Yeah. yeah. I think it's kind of fun. Still as silly as it sounds, it's kind of fun to highlight a square in <laughs> Google Slides. Yes, it's like, check, I did it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. Number three. Do you want to tell us? Okay. I love this one, you guys. I think kids are going to eat this up. And that is to create digital escape rooms. And I know yeah. that sounds kind of like daunting and scary, but it doesn't have to be. No. <laughs> you can, I know Caitlin's going to talk more yeah. about this, but it can be as simple as turning a worksheet you already have into an escape room. So if you have something that has multiple choice questions already, 
boom, you can easily turn that into like a fun, engaging activity for students. So oh, I know I just said boom and Caitlin's yeah. always <laughs> saying that and I can tell that's what she's doing right now. Okay. I will let Caitlin talk about digital escape room. No, I just love it. I, I mean, if you guys have no idea what that little kind of inside joke that just unfolded was, Jessica, whenever she like gets excited about something, she's always like, boom, that's all you have to do every time. That's what she says. And I just love it. No, I'm going to be very cognizant of that. <laughs> But it's your thing. It's what you do. Okay. Okay. Moving on. Digital escape rooms. Digital escape rooms. So with digital escape rooms, I actually created two of these for our June bundles for EB Teachers Club. And it was, when I first sat down to do it, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is going to be so hard. And then when I started to do it, it was not difficult at all. So I actually used Google Forms to create these digital escape rooms. And the way that you set it up, there are actually a bunch of tutorials online. You can just type it in um, to YouTube or whatever. And essentially you can type in your question into Google Forms and then you lock that question, meaning that question has to be answered properly in order for students to be able to move on to the next question. So they don't even see question two before they answer question one properly. And so like Jessica was saying, if you have a simple worksheet that has A, B, C, D as the choices, that's your answer is A, B, C, D. That's your lock, the key that students have to unlock from that first question to move on to the second one. Of course, you can make it more challenging where there are certain key codes and you know maybe the answer is what is the theme that the author is trying to portray in this poem? And it's something like, I don't know, give me a, a random theme friendship. Is that's what I was going to say. Okay. <laughs> I was like, that's kind of lame, but friendship was the first thing right. that came to my mind too. Um, and so maybe it's just something as simple as that. And that's the key that the students have to figure out to unlock in order to move on to the next one. So it really can be as simple as typing in the words, or if you have a worksheet, taking a screenshot of it and uploading the image into Google, into Google forms and having them just look at the image and answer that. So you don't even have to type anything. All you're doing is uploading an image and including the lock that they need in order to move on to the next one. So there are all different ways to take this to like some crazy level if you want to, which is kind of what I did for our June bundle for the yes. Teachers Club. It was so awesome. I loved so awesome. it. It was with. really cool. I loved it. Um, and I loved creating it too. And yeah. I'm just thinking, Caitlin, how fun would it be to like tie in the scavenger hunt that we talked about earlier with the escape room, right? Like, so you could have a, one of your questions that students are looking for could be one of the answers in your escape room. So you're like tying in all these strategies together and you're really getting students hooked. Yeah. I love it. And so maybe it's something you do once a month. You know, if you're like, okay, these are great strategies, but I don't want to be overwhelmed by something. And we talked to our EB teachers, our EB writing program teachers about this the other week. Um, but let it be easy. You know, just pick one that you feel comfortable with. Maybe you're going to do one in September and that's your goal of including that. You don't have to go crazy. Our goal right now is to just love our kids, to show up for them and do our best. And if we can incorporate things like this along the way to keep them engaged in their learning, then that is a bonus for what we're doing. So, and on the flip side of that, if you're listening to this and you're like, I'm overwhelmed and this is stressing me out, take a break from it. Don't do one right now. Yeah. Wait a few months until you're in your groove and then give it a try. Totally. Totally. And I think all of these can be used when we do go back to school in a normal way, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. I know I would definitely want to do the scavenger hunt like right I away. I think it's so much fun. <laughs> I'm doing my own kids. <laughs> 
I love it. Um, all right, you guys. Well, thank you so much for joining us on today's podcast. I also want to let you know um, two different things. Number one is if you didn't get a chance to listen to last week's and the week before's episodes about getting our students to master the writing standards, we covered four um, of the Common Core State standards, uh, anchor standards for writing and different ways that we can engage our students with distance learning, even in the classroom. We have a free writing guide that goes with, that, with those episodes that I'd invite you to go listen to and go download that free writing guide. So that's ebacademics.com forward slash writing guide. And then the other thing is, is we have an upcoming masterclass all about getting our students to master those ELA standards, keeping them engaged. How are we going to create engaging and rigorous lessons? So kind of like what we talked about, but more specific to creating lessons for our students um, throughout the school year in a remote learning environment or if we're in the classroom. So that's coming up soon. Be on the lookout on podcasts and your emails on Instagram. We'll be sharing with you how you can sign up for that whole masterclass for free. That's it. So I that. love that masterclass, by the way. It's so inspiring. It just gets you like excited to be teaching again. Yeah. So get yeah. excited, guys. Yay. All right. Um, stay tuned for that information in the coming days even, and we'll get that out to you guys. Until then, we will see you next week on the podcast. Have a great week, everybody. Bye.